Meg Michelson. Thank you for joining me at Soul Speak. You're about to listen to another episode. And in these episodes, my goal is to help you understand the connection between your earth body and your soul body so you may begin to live with more ease and less stress. Thank you for joining me, and I really hope you enjoy this episode. Today, I wanted to talk about how our inner child can be a blessing or a hindrance, depending on what our thoughts are with that, and how that can benefit our connection to soul, or how that can be in the way of our connection to soul. We all have an inner child. It's an archetype that we all will always have. And oftentimes, we, because we all have childhood wounding, every single person has wounding from childhood. It depends on how big that wounding is as far as how we have allowed that to become really big. Or do we look at that as just learning and have moved on? So there's a wide spectrum. So I'll try to cover a wide spectrum today. So like I said, each one of us has a, a child and a wounded child within. And that ties to our relationship to ourself, it ties to our risk-taking, it ties to our relationship with others. This part of ourselves, when it's in the shadow, it is not to our highest good. And I'm going to do just a quick explanation of shadow and light. I'm going to talk about shadow and light a lot in episodes. And our shadow self is that self that we tend to hide from. We tend to keep secret. We tend to run low-level emotions around. Guilt, shame. And then we have a light self. And that light self is that connection to spirit. That light self is that positive, hopeful. And that's the higher vibration with our emotions. We run both. We always will. And that's okay. We want to try to be more in the light than the shadow, hopefully. So as far as with the wounded child, when we're in the shadow, this wounded part of ourselves holds memories that keep part of our mind closed to new experiences, to being in the present moment, allowing our heart and mind to fully expand to all the goodness and all the possibility that our multiverse provides for us, if we're willing. And like I said, this is in varying degrees. It can keep us from forgiving one person or a multitude of people. Remember that man, I think it was the first episode, he's in his 50s, and he was still angry at his brother from childhood, and it was affecting his physical heart. He was having heart pain that was not able to be diagnosed by a doctor. And when he came in, that was the first thing I picked up on. Oh, you're mad at your brother from childhood. That's that woundedness and how it was affecting his physical body and other relationships. So whatever the trauma or pain of abandonment or dis-ease from childhood, it can still be present. And we're oftentimes not even aware of it. And it's infiltrating a lot of different places. So perhaps you had an experience when you were in high school and you felt alone or rejected or made fun of. And now as an adult in your 30s, 40s, 50s, plus 20s, you're still trying to connect with yourself and let go of those self-esteem issues. I had a male client a couple years ago, really a go-getter and very fit. He had um, a pretty good life very successful in a lot of ways, maybe not in the soulful ways, 
when he first came into my office, first time I saw him and I tuned into him, I asked him if he had learning issues when he was in middle school, junior high. And he was really surprised. He said, how would you possibly know that? I had a learning disability. And I said, because your body's holding the pain of that. So you were teased about it. You felt stupid. And he said, absolutely. And his body held that. That's why I'm able to read it. So when you're holding that, well, for him, it came out as he was super competitive. He had to be the best at everything. He excelled at every sport. And he did not allow himself to slow down. Sometimes we have no idea how much a part of us is stuck in the past. And for him, he was still trying to prove his worth. As a wounded child and how that affects our life, we can go into a lot of blame. Blame can be an escape route. Instead of going into courage and trying to make our life better, we might be stuck and blame our parents or our siblings or our teacher or our classmates. But instead of running from that pain and running from ourself and making the motions to help ourselves feel empowered, we might stay stuck. We might just continue to blame. And that's going to hit the physical jaw, by the way. Blame hurts the chest and it hurts the physical jaw. What if we let ourselves understand and be in compassion and feel the pain? Maybe not have an answer. The answers will come. But first, we want to be open to it and not hold that rigidity in the physical body. Not running from it. Instead of accepting responsibility for the wrongs we've done, when we're in shadow, we'll blame. And then we continue to feel disempowered. And we live with that heavy hat on our heads. Our life is not great. Our life is not as good as we want because we're allowing that history, that woundedness from our childhood, make us feel like we can't in whatever way. We can't fully love. We can't fully be the dream maker that we want to be. We can't do a full, healthy risk-taking and be encouraged. Our higher selves in this beautiful universe, multiverse, it's asking us to live in our light. It's asking us to take risks. It's asking us to take off the pain from our childhood. Stand and live in our highest good. Let our light shine. We don't need to wear a heavy hat. So that wounded child with escapism, that can come a lot of different ways. Instead of holding ourselves responsible for our own behavior and, our, and the history that we can shift to learn from, we might want to fly away like Wendy or Peter Pan in this fairy tale land. We can pretend everything is great, but underneath we're hurting. That's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. We can't live in illusion long term. It's not good for our physical body. It's not good for our relationships. We each, every one of us has times that we want to escape. If you want to escape for a moment and get under the blankets and go to bed early or pull the covers over your head, but not as a consistent long-term tool because it's really going to hurt your ability, your highest potential in this lifetime. So every moment of every day, checking in. You know, as anyone in this world, mentors, teachers, healers, each one of us has these times to share our feelings, first with ourselves, and then learning to trust people. And that's where we get to connect with our higher power 
asking for those people to come into our life. They will. Having faith, asking, they will. Otherwise, we're running away, running away like in illusion, maybe reading all the time, watching too much TV, shopping, drinking, too many sexual partners. There's always ways to escape from ourselves, and that's part of that childhood, stuck in childhood, the childhood wounding. So we want to be able to navigate the emotions, even those hard ones. You know, a lot of people have abandonment issues. I would say every single human on earth has some degree of an abandonment issue. But that's an illusion. We might have been abandoned as a child, but as an adult, we are no longer abandoned. We don't have to be. People can love us if we let them. And there's so many people on this earth. No one ever completely leaves us. Even if we want to abandon somebody or they've abandoned us, we're carrying that in our heart until we start to heal it. Otherwise, we are truly just abandoning ourselves. So as adults, when we start to mature and understand that relationship with our higher self, our higher power, we can also understand, uh-huh, no one actually can abandon me. I can let them go. And do I want them there if they want to leave anyway? Abandonment is the trickster. Because when we're not awake, we look for externals to fill that loss and void. Being lonely is a choice. John O'Donohue, an Irish poet that I absolutely loved, I met him once and his presence completely impacted me. Beautiful man. He really struggled with loneliness for a while. So he decided to go sit in a cottage. And he went, he's from Ireland. He sat in the cottage until the loneliness passed. Instead of fighting it, he said, I'm just going to feel it. And then decide, what am I going to do about this? Is this really that bad? When I was just divorced, I went to a Coldplay concert with two women that were married. And during the concert, Chris Martin was singing that song, Fix You. Beautiful song. And that one always touches my heart. And all of a sudden, I knew these two women, when we left Chicago and went back home, they were going to go to their husbands and I was going to an empty place. That's what I felt. That's what I let myself feel. And I started to cry. And then this beautiful thing happened. I had a moment of connection with this divine energy where I just felt it flood from the top of my head through my body. And it supported me so fully. I started to cry tears of joy now. But it really helped me understand, wait a minute. I'm never alone. I'm actually never abandoned because I always have my connection to spirit with me. So if I ever feel that feeling again, that memory pulls up and that's enough. I'm never alone. Yes, we absolutely have people around us, but we also have this beautiful connection to our higher power. So that childhood abandonment feeling, we don't need that anymore because now we're empowered adults. And if we don't feel empowered, we can learn to become them. Now, there are about 8 billion people in our world, 8 billion. So when we say we're alone or we're lonely, in the U.S., there's about 340 million. And every state in our, our country has more than 500,000 people. California has about 38 million. Wyoming, with the least, I believe, has almost 600,000 people. How many of those have you met yet? There's always people to meet. There's always ways 
to find a new tribe or a new group. Always. Neighbors, friends, clubs. There's always ways to not feel lonely. So just remember that. We're never alone. That's an illusion. Another way a wounded child energy gets between us and our highest potential is when we're not taking full responsibility for ourselves. It doesn't mean that we can't because everything we can change. There's a lot of couples I work with and they um, can, so many can be in tit for tat. And I certainly did this when I was married at times where you are, someone says something and then you just want to wound them right back. So they might make a comment to you and then you make a comment back like children, you know, how children fight. A young couple I work with, they were realizing in a session that we had together, they were laughing because they were openly starting to digress into the, yeah, well, remember you did that. Yeah, remember you did that. And then we all laughed. That's children. That's when we are in our child energy in an unhealthy way, in a shadow way. I'm going to make you wrong because you just made me wrong. Or we're going to pick up our toys from the sandbox and march away and ignore that person instead of you're my husband. I love you. And the behavior I don't like so much right now, but I'm not going to take the love away from you. I'm not going to do that tit for tat game. I'm not going to ignore you. That's when we are in that woundedness of a child. And it can be so done so subconsciously that we're not even always recognizing it. But ask yourself, pause and ask yourself when you're having one of those moments when you're blaming others or you are um, in that I want to hurt that person with my words. Would you like your child to behave that way? Or do you like it when your partner behaves that way? We can always check in and we're really meant to check in. Every one of us has dysfunction in our history and in our present. And we're not being asked to be perfect, but we are being asked to continue to strive for how we are allowing ourselves to stay stuck, to open up and be awake, to notice when we're stuck, to notice when we're in the blame game. I can't move forward with my life because of this person. I am so unhappy because of what my dad did to me or my mom did to me, or my older brother did to me. That's that blame. And now you're taking your beautiful uh, self-esteem and you're handing it to someone else. You're taking your empowerment cup and putting it in someone's lap. I can't move forward until that person is out of my life or they change how they do things. That's that blame. Very disempowered child. We can give our power away to our partner, still to parents when we're not careful, even as an adult. We're equals. Every single person is equal. So we want to remember that. We can be upset because someone maybe is talking to us disrespectfully. In the relationship episode, the first one, I talked about how we really came to this earth, my belief, to learn to be empowered versus disempowered. To learn to be empowered without taking someone else's power away. So when we are in that blame game, we're letting someone else take our power away. And it's not necessary. How can I speak from a way of strength instead of a way of feeling like the victim? And then the other thing we can do is hurt people with our words. They hurt us, so we hurt them back. Or we don't feel heard. We hold it all in and we get a tight jaw 
We feel disempowered, like that's our dad or our mom, when maybe it's our boss or our friend or our current partner or even a sibling. I work with a lot of people that still have relationships repeating from childhood. Third house in the astrological wheel is communication. That's also the house of siblings. We are meant to overcome how we communicated unhealthfully as children. We don't have to keep repeating those patterns from childhood. We can say, wait a minute, I'm now 59. My brother is 63. I don't have to feel like he's in charge or he's my older brother. We're equals. He doesn't get to intimidate me. My brother doesn't. Example. And so that piece of are we allowing ourselves to stay stuck in that childhood wounding? And how is that hurting our connection to our own empowerment when our soul just wants us to soar? Can we speak from a way of strength instead of a way, instead from the way of weakness? And we don't have to hurt people to feel strong. We don't. We can choose to say, I'm not going to walk away from this conversation and pout. I'm going to pull back, be non-reactionary, take a breath, and then decide, is this something I want to deal with now or later? And then how do I want to deal with it? I don't have to fix everything right now. I don't have to verbally vomit. How can I feel empowered again? Because I'm recognizing my old pattern from childhood. Doesn't matter how old we are. Those childhood patterns are within us. What do I want to do now that I'm a full-fledged adult? How can I honor me and not allow how someone might be disrespecting me, push me into an unhealthy pattern? That's up to me. I love you. I don't like your behavior. I love you. That hurts. We as adults are meant to learn how to self self-soothe in healthy ways. I watched, I have one grandson and I watched my daughter and her husband, they're really good parents. And they taught from early on this self-soothing for their child. And it's a beautiful way. They're allowing him to feel empowered early on, teaching healthy patterns in self-soothing. Because otherwise, we're not careful, we self-soothe with escapism. And we all know that's not healthy. It's childlike. But it's easy to do. It's easy to do when we are deciding not to be awake. Which leads me to the next thing. It's that self-care. It's easy to be back in child and overindulge too much. Remember the 80-20 rule. We can take care of ourselves really well 80% of the time. 20% can eat junk food. But not 20% self-care and 80% junk food. Be mindful of how you are treating this beautiful one body that we have. Because all of those pieces, it's so easy to go down that track. When we are taking care of our physical body, we are connecting to our soul in a, in a much healthier way. Our physical body is the home for our soul in this lifetime. And we only have one body. How we treat that body is also how we're treating that connection to our soul. So self-care is huge. 80-20. Thing I've been witnessing 
well, I witness this all the time, but it's just been coming up a lot more. I'm noticing how children are raising children. And another way that we are in sometimes shadow. Now I hear sometimes how parents talk to their kids and I'm like, oy vey. It's hard to raise children from a wounded child stuck patterning. And a lot of people do it. A lot of people do it. I used to do it. I used to, I'm not the same parent now that I was when I first had kids. Much different parent now. Much healthier parent now. So how do we then raise healthy children? By becoming healthy ourselves. By walking the talk. How can I expect to raise healthy children if I am not healthy myself? Every day I can choose to be more awake. And being awake isn't a dreadful thing. It's a fun thing because then you're more present and then you can actually have more fun because you're feeling more present. We can do everything with that shift one step at a time into kindness, one step at a time into not feeling abandoned, one step at a time into reality versus illusion. We can still have fun. No, I still love to play hide and seek in the grocery store with my two youngest kids. And, um, and sometimes they're like, really, mom? But it makes me laugh. It makes me laugh. Playing tag, jumping in puddles, blowing bubbles, laughing at silly stuff. Let yourself be a child in a healthy way. Because that's why we always have that. And healthy child also is, the light of the child is to see joy, to forgive, to know that we hold ourselves accountable, to not feel like we have to be angry to get our way. We can feel happy and get our way. We don't have to be angry at our history. We can learn to overcome that by changing our present. And having childish fun is amazing and important. And you can watch funny YouTube videos. I love pulling up videos and laughing, and my kids will send those to me. That's the light of the child. And the more we in are in the light of the child, and I'm not saying laughing and ridiculing somebody else, healthy laughter. Now we're more creative. The more we laugh and smile, gets those creative juices going, which is another light of our inner child to be creative, to live in the five senses, to have every day full of wonder, every moment, play, jump in the water, be silly, dance in the grocery store. Let yourself take off the armor and move out of the woundedness of the child into the beauty of your child. And then you'll feel so much more connected to spirit. It's like, sometimes I love to step out and howl at the moon, full moon, I will howl at it. Why? Because it feels so freeing. And I'll call my friends or text my friends, okay, full moon, who's going to be out there howling with me? My dogs come running because they hear me howl. It's, it's wonderful and it's freeing and it's silly and I don't care if my neighbors hear me. Let yourself have more fun experiences. That's the healthy. And also we get to start working on communication. Communication to self, communication to others. So we're not playing the blame game. We're not escaping too much. Maybe pull out some crayons. Do some things from childhood. If you feel like your childhood was pretty hard, pull some things out and redo. Jump rope, splash in puddles, 
you take a thing of bubbles and put it outside in the winter, blow bubbles in the winter, the bubble freezes. It's really quite cool. Paint with your fingers, paint with your toes. So I'm going to leave you with this. Find a way to play today. Find a way to let yourself have laughter. Find a way to move into the light of the child that we carry within. And when we say, I don't have time, it's not frivolous. It's actually a necessity. It's a necessity because it alleviates the tension and the stress in the neck and the jaw. It makes us love bigger and more. It makes us soar. And then we see more goodness and we compliment more people and we compliment ourselves. Laughter, loving, living big, letting your light shine. Those are really important. And those are the beautiful ways we can love our inner child and live with our inner child. So thank you for joining me. I'm Meg Michelson, and I'll see you next Wednesday. Hey, listeners. Thanks again for joining me. If you want to learn more about me, services I offer, who I am, please check out my website, megmichelson.com. Also there, you can join my newsletter. I do a, the best job I can to send it out monthly, no guarantees. Follow me on Instagram and YouTube. Thanks again for coming. I'll see you next time. Do you, do you know?